God, open up the doors, give me boldness to go through those doors, and then give me clarity when I speak of the gospel and when I should speak and what I should say. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. So welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Kyle Reno. This is Bill Elif. We are humbled, man, to be with you and that you'd give us a little bit of time here to talk about things. Man, this this series has been fun. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm so encouraged. Yeah, uh, It's speaking to me. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that's, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> people don't realize. Yeah, people don't realize a lot of times preachers in the middle of a oh, sermon. Oh, this is we'll, confessional. We'll, yeah, you, you all of a sudden you'll think, oh my goodness, God's yeah. talking to me right now. Yeah, right. right in the middle of a sermon, you know. Right. And, and the uh, other side of that's true. You're like, oh man, I don't know that I'm hearing him right now. I'm in yeah, trouble. That's right. yeah. That can be true too. Yeah, yeah totally and completely. But um, Kyle, last week you talked about Acts 4, uh, the disciples really pushing through. They were, they were under persecution. They could have just shut down. Right. But instead, they did the only thing that would have brought about a spectacular result. They prayed mm-hmm. and they cried out to the Lord and it led to a spirit-filled boldness that shook the world. Yeah. And uh, so we want to we stay on that same theme in this podcast for just a minute. Yeah, and look, there's look more. There's more. There's more to learn. There's that, yeah. There's the start of something. And I know this passage in Colossians. Bill, that you're the complementary realities of Scripture and what God's trying to say to us. I, I just my encouragement even now to our listeners is that I think the Lord is speaking in our day around boldness for the sake of those that are far from God. But it's a prayer to be prayed. So walk us into it, Bill. Right. You know, I don't. I don't think American Christianity can get really selfish and self-focused, and and we. We spend a lot of time dealing with ourselves, talking about ourselves, wanting to get things for ourselves in terms of the, the church and, mm-hmm. and everything we're doing. We don't think much about lost people. Right. And, and we've missed the point, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is about getting us ready to do the one thing that we can do better here than in heaven. And that's mm-hmm. tell lost people about Christ. It's fascinating to me. I studied this one time, Kyle. Uh, Every time, and there are multiple times, that Paul asked somebody to pray for him, you know Mm. know what he asked for? It wasn't safety. It wasn't Mm. money. It wasn't, uh, well, pray that the government will turn around and so that, you know, uh, I can have a better life. It, Mm. It wasn't that. It was always prayers for boldness mm-hmm. and for a strong witness. And one of those uh, is it kind of comes out in uh, Colossians 4. Let me just read read these four verses. He says, devote yourselves to prayer. Now, the word devote means be strong towards. Right. Don't let this be just a kind of a sideways deal, uh, a, a little flippant thing. I want you to be devoted to this, to prayer keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well. He's asking for prayers for himself. 
Now listen to what he asked them to pray for, that God will open up to us a door for the word so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I've also been imprisoned, that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. And then he says, conduct yourselves with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of every opportunity and let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Now, Kyle, uh, if, if they're able to right now, somebody may want to pull out their phone mm -hmm. or a notepad and, and write down these five things. Mm -hmm. Because these are five things to pray for yourself, for your church, for other believers that would make us a better witness, that would make us better at the task. So I'm just going to mention these five things. We can talk about them for a minute. First of all, pray for open doors. Mm -hmm. Open doors. Only God can open doors and God can open any door. Now, I, I can come up against a door that I can't get through, but there's no door that God can't open. I mean, history tells us that Paul, Paul uh, probably appeared before Caesar. How in the world did this happen? Open door. It was an open door. His, his time before Agrippa and before Felix and these were just open doors. God just opening doors. And, and God can do that. He said, pray for us that God will open up to us a door for the word. Not a door for our uh, well-being, but a, a door that we could go through so the word of God could pierce through to people's hearts. So number one, if you want to be better at this and, and be uh in concert with the Lord and his mission and activity, pray for open doors. Secondly, pray for bold speech. He says here in verse three, that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I've also been imprisoned. Just everywhere you look, Paul asked to pray for boldness. Now, you got to think about this. Why did this giant, this lion of the faith, Pray for boldness. Well, the reason was he didn't have boldness, right? I mean, you, right. you don't pray for something you don't need. And, and apparently Paul at times was fearful. Paul at times knew I need a group of people praying that I would be bold and that I, I would have courage, particularly when I'm faced uh, with opposition. So how do I pray? Lord, open doors for the gospel. Number two, give me boldness to proclaim forth the mystery of Christ. Number three, give me clear speech, not only bold speech, but clear speech. Look at verse four, that I may make it clear, that, that uh, make it clear in the way I ought to speak. In other words, Lord, I just need clarity. I need to understand what you want me to say, and then I need to speak it with clarity. Uh, I heard one time, <laughs> this is a hysterical story, but one time uh, I have four buddies and we, we've been accountability partners for 30 years and we play golf together once or twice a year. And one time our car had broken down and we got in a cab and one of the guys was in the front seat and he was talking to the cab driver and the three of us were in the back 
And this guy started sharing Christ with this cab driver, and it was just so clear. And uh, and so uh, we were sitting in the back seat, and I thought my job right now is just keep my mouth shut and pray. And I'm praying for the guy in the front who's sharing the gospel. He's serious. He was doing it so clear. So this guy, I thought, man, any minute, this guy's just going to get break down and get saved. He was asking all the right questions. And all of a sudden, another guy in the back seat that just wasn't tuned in. And I will, I will out of grace, not tell you his name. <laughs> I would really like to. And we've ribbed him about it for years. <laughs> he just blurted out in the middle of this gospel conversation. Well, yeah, you know, I've just always prayed that God would be my co-pilot or something. It was just the stupidest thing. It was completely not of the spirit. Right. And that guy kind of looked around and thought, well, what is he talking about? And kind of the moment was lost, you know. Right. Well, we've I've prayed for that cab driver. <laughs> right. and, I've, and I've ribbed my buddy for 30 years that he probably messed that up because he didn't have clear speech. So how do I pray? God, open up the doors. Give me boldness to go through those doors and then give me clarity when I speak of the gospel and when I should speak and what I should say. And, and here's a fourth thing. Pray for wise conduct. He says in verse five, conduct yourself with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. So I think, uh, Kyle, I, I think what this means about wise conduct is, uh, you know, we can be in the presence of lost people, people far from God, and just we're not even thinking. We're mm -hmm. not even thinking about God open up a door for the gospel. Uh, and we may act in certain ways that turn them off, that that are just obnoxious or, mm -hmm. or, or crude or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it really closes the door for the gospel. Right. He said, now you, you conduct yourself wisely around outsiders so that when the opportunity comes, you can make the most of it. Mm -hmm. And then the final thing he says, and, and, and Kyle wait in here, verse six, pray for gracious speech. Let mm -hmm. your speech always be with grace, right. uh, seasoned like salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Mm -hmm. There's a little couplet. I studied it one time. It, it goes all through the Bible. It culminates in Jesus when it says in John 1 that uh, uh, the, the Lord came and he was full of two things, grace and truth. Some people are full of truth, but they have no grace, no grace. And, and so it's harsh and judgmental. Some people have grace, but no truth. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of sentimental and emotional, but, but the truth doesn't break through. Mm -hmm. And the great balance is truth and kindness, as Proverbs mm -hmm. said. Uh, truth and grace like Jesus had. And so he says, look, you need gracious words. We, we need to be, you're talking to a guy who's far from God. We need to understand where he's coming from, empathize with that, and in grace speak to him, but also with uncompromising truth speak yeah. to him. So these five things. That's gold. Praying, praying for open doors, bold speech, clear speech, wise conduct, and mm -hmm. gracious speech. Right.
Uh, I think if we start praying that way, it would change what God did through our lives. Yeah, it would be a prayer that would change somebody's world. I mean, it would, it would literally, God, on the other side of that, God hears. And I would say this, we're not just talking about prayer. We're talking about ways to pray here. Like if you will pray these ways, because Paul did. <laughs> like that, Paul. Yeah. Think about that. that that's the, don't skip. Yeah. This is not just a passage to preach. This is a passage to pray. And to uh, live, yeah, yeah, to a hundred percent. I I just watched. You're talking, and I'm. I didn't think about this until you started sharing. I watched this play out recently in a guy being born again. So, there, there. I'll, for his story, testimony sake, I'll keep it a little generic. But his name's Daniel. But Daniel just came to Christ two Sundays ago in one of our gatherings, and so here's the open door, like that happened. Uh, and I that open doors both ways. God opens the door for us. To preach, but God may open the door for an unbeliever to enter into and hear the gospel. So for him, he has a on February fifth uh, last year, his brother, grown brother, put his name on the cross for us to pray. He was a far from God person, and so we prayed for him till Easter. We prayed every week as a staff for him. Uh, but then others have taken those cards. Our intercessors are still praying actively for him. But he's not been in church in 20-plus years, and he lived in Oregon. Just to summarize, in the in the last two months, twice he has had a house burned down, a house and then an apartment. Wow. Right. And he's been living very far from God. Uh, I mean, he's, he told me that he has not— uh, been in a church in his adult life, but has not really thought uh, about his relationship with God in over two decades. And, but, but the situation moved him to the point of desperation where he had to come back to at least get his life balanced a little bit to family in Mississippi. And because his brother and his family have uncompromisingly been bold about his need for Christ, right? Bold while also still graciously loving him. Like they loved mm -hmm. him to the bone. He felt like he could still come back. You know, wow. he felt like he could still come back and be in their presence. And that that their, like you said, or that their message about Christ and their manner of life, they matched. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, he and his girlfriend uh, came back over Christmas time just to have a place to lay their head and sort of recalibrate their life. And they invited them uh to come to one Sunday gathering, mm. one Sunday gathering. And he walks in and, uh, oh, this is off, boy, get me crying. And I said, turn in your Bible to Daniel chapter 10. And I was mm. going to preach a message on, and when I said Daniel, that's his name. And he said the first time the Spirit of God said, they, he didn't know how to say it. He goes, he said, I felt like God said to me, when you said, this is the beginning of the message, he said, when you said, turn to Daniel 10, he said, I felt I heard something say, I know your name. Wow. I know I know your name. By you by, by literally quote. And then we get then the Lord's presence messes with him all through the service and get to the end. We're doing the blessing. And the guy, one of our pastors come to do the blessing and the end says, Hey, this blessing is based out of Isaiah 55, I believe it was. And and the guy's name is Daniel Isaiah. <laughs> Daniel. So he comes up to me a train wreck. And, and, and after sharing the gospel with him, what it means to truly be born again, he's born again, born again, brings his wife back this next. So he knows his girlfriend, going to be wife, 
this next week to meet with somebody at our church who she's born again. Mm. So I say mm. all that, the, uh, the there, five things. All that converging. Yeah. All, all that things. convergence. They're, they're, they've been yeah. bold. They've been, they've been gracious. Their conduct has been over two decades yeah. now. That and you know, this, this little statement, let your grace uh, always, your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt. Right. I, th I think about, you know, if you give me a piece of meat or a steak or something and it's just bland, I may, I may eat a bite or two of it, but I, I don't really want it. It's not, it's not mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. but there's something about salt. You mm -hmm. put, it has just the right amount of salt, man. It's, I want another bite and another bite mm -hmm. and another bite. Mm -hmm. So there's something about the grace of God in me, the mm -hmm. grace of God coming through my lips mm -hmm. that, that seasons our speech in such a way that, that it mm -hmm. makes people thirsty and, right. and they want something more. And, right. and, you know, what if Kyle, even out of today, that all of our listeners today would say, you know what, I'm going to start praying. Uh, right. Think about this. I'm going to start praying every day this week for mm -hmm. these five things for me. Right. I'm also going to start praying. I'm going to let it be a little pattern of prayer for every believer that I know that I pray for, yeah. that God would open doors, give them bold speech, clear speech, wise conduct, and gracious speech. And I'm going to pray for our whole church yep. that we would, that these things, and then what if all of a sudden God starts opening doors mm -hmm. and everybody has bold speech and everybody mm -hmm. has clearly is proclaiming the gospel. Mm -hmm. And they're mm -hmm. conducting themselves wisely, making the most of every opportunity. And the mm -hmm. grace of God is creating this mm -hmm. hunger and thirst in the lost people. I think it would it would lead to the same kind of results. That's right. That Paul saw through his witness. In yeah, his catalytic. I mean, I'm thinking as of just the level of crosshairs here for pastors, spiritual leaders, ministers there, mm -hmm. like actionable steps here. Like I have some things we're praying 21 days of prayer and fasting in the season we're in that mm -hmm. I'm going to pray. I'm going to add this to praying for them, that yeah. our people would have that, that I would one, yeah. that they would, you know, and I would, I would encourage any of our listeners, man, that these things, this is not about information transfer, you know, like let's take these right. things into God's presence and pray for them. And even now, uh, Bill, I, I, would you lead us yeah. to pray through these five things? Yeah. I, I will. Let's let's pray together wherever you are right now. Just enter into prayer. I, I'm going to lead us, but I want to encourage you to turn your eyes to the throne of God and say, Lord, would you open up doors of opportunity for me to share the gospel? Just pray that. Secondly, would you give me bold speech? Just give me bold speech that nothing would deter me. Nothing would hold me back. And then would you pray this prayer? Lord, would you give me clarity about the mystery of the gospel? That I understand it. I see it. And then that I can articulate it in spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2. Lord, give me spiritual 
understanding and spiritual words to have clear speech for the gospel. And then here's a fourth thing. Lord, give me wise conduct around every unbeliever that I encounter. Help me to see them, to be aware, to be in the moment that I'm, I'm really aware of the spiritual dynamic that's going on, of the potential for the gospel. And then when you open the door, let me make the most of the opportunity. So Lord, give, give me wise conduct. And then finally, Lord, would you give me gracious speech? Let my words be as it were seasoned with salt that creates that beautiful uh, thirst and hunger in, in those who are far from God and just keeps them coming back. It draws them in, not by the beauty of my words, Lord, but by the grace mm. that's coming through me and your grace, Lord. It's As Ephesians 4.28 says, words that give grace to those who hear. It gives that enabling power, gives that, uh, gives that spiritual hunger and desire to do what God wants them to do. And Father, I pray that you'd help us learn how to pray this way. This is just a, a very practical way for us to pray for a bolder church, a bolder witness, a greater harvest, a greater advancement of your kingdom. So use us, Lord, in this way, we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, man, I think that that is truth to be applied. So I'd encourage all of our listeners, man, take some notes there, write those five things out. And hey, I, as always, man, I, I love when God's teaching me something to reteach it. So find somebody to share it with, share this podcast with, pass it on, because on the other side of these prayers are people. That's right. people that need Jesus. And so think about Paul prayed this so that for the sake of other people to hear the good news. Aren't we glad that yeah. Paul prayed it? So we love you, our listeners. Thank you for the chance uh, to be with you again today. And we look forward to next week as we continue this series of prayers that change the world.